0: It's clear when Oswald says he's a patsy that he's using the term distinctively and specifically.
1: It's a weird performance, whatever it is. You know, I, I at first I thought, oh, it was clearly he's just telling the truth and he is a patsy. And then I'm like, ah, no, he's just fucking with us. And I don't really know. And it, is he an, is he like, I don't know. You know what he is? He's the exact reason why crazy people shouldn't have a rifle. <laughs> so again, if you want to come back to like other culture war things that we have today. Like this guy found a soft target. When you think about it, the, the president was a pretty soft target that day, just driving around. Right, like it's impossible to shoot the president. So you have to have other ways of doing it, like leaking a story through Mark Felt to <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein <laughs> or whatever. Uh or you know, getting a dress with cum on it. Uh um, there's other ways, or saying that Russia peed on him or whatever. There's other ways you can try yeah. to get rid of the president, you know. So yeah, they, um they
0: they look, they they clearly let me let me just let me just point something out, okay? They roped off Dealey Plaza. So there are hordes of people lining all the other streets. This area, there's like a thin line of like one, one deep people on the
1: road. Sort of the end of the route, but yeah. Well,
0: but the thing is like, I think there was a conscious, they were consciously keeping people limited in that area. Now I will add this. Chauncey Holt uh, confessed as one of the tramps Mm-hmm. Also said that he got Secret Service credentials and brought them to Dealey Plaza for the conspirators, um, and he says in Dealey Plaza it was teeming with all of these spooks, all of these Interpen, uh, you know, hitmen, mercenaries, all of these anti-Castro Cuban hitmen. Like essentially, what they did was they flooded Dealey Plaza with leads and with red herrings and with suspects Hmm. and
1: that's interesting
0: yeah and and the same thing again i'm not uh, all i can do is like relay what i've read seen heard i don't know thing i know as much as i hear but one of the things file says as well is that like he's literally listing off like i saw this guy there and then i look across and i see he he's there and i'm like what are all these guys doing here and
1: be like that's What I love about this case is there's so many moments where, like, something a version of it comes to focus in my mind and I believe it, you know what I mean? And uh, the shell game, it, yeah. It, sometimes it just like there was this. Uh, I don't know if you ever listen to baseball on the radio, but my dad used to always listen to baseball on the radio and I could, and it was all the you know, the third count, you know, so two two pitch, and like I was just like, you know, runners at the corners. I was like, I have no idea what the this is like a man just like blurting things out, it could be an auctioneer. <laughs> and then there was this one moment I knew enough about baseball that I was sitting in the car listening to the game and then I saw the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could see it in my mind. And there's these moments in the case and I think, you know, I just had one where I see the field and I go, "Okay. That's fucking genius." That, you want to hear what could have been how it how it is and then that moment fades and then i just see gene hill standing there going oh my god and mary mormon and Abe a brooder like if there really were that many guys in there they wouldn't get the 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 jew on the pergola with the video camera you know <laughs> <laughs> but that being said you know i don't know we, there's all the characters in there you got uh the you know umbrella man and the dark right, right. No, these, man these, and the black these, dog man and all these guys these are these are some of the people i'm talking about yeah. like
0: whether one of the like we you know whether orlando bosch is one of those guys or whether uh philippe vidal what do you C. think of vidal,
1: the, the mormon photo i'm and sorry gary what do you think of the mormon photo and and, and gary mack we want to talk about people in the knoll or people in the plaza let's just let's talk about badge man
0: yeah you know what um It's, it's hard because I, as those go, I think badge man is, is a little more solid than some of the other ones, Yeah, but it's all so murky. Yeah. It's very hard. It's very hard to prove, but I, I, I do think that like files claims to be on the, the Brown fence to the left and badge man is over on the white sort of wall. Is that right? I believe so. And so. so, um, you know, I'm not sure what exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny that it's OK. We well got Gary Mack and you got Bob and you got Bob Groden and Gary Mack finds Badge Man. Right. Yeah. And Robert Groden finds back into the left or they at least. Bring this to the world, right? And right. in, in Men Kill Kennedy, you see both these guys and they got their photographing evidence. So according to Groden, he's offered the job in Dealey Plaza, but they're like, yeah, you should probably stop with that back to the left stuff. And he's like, no way. And then they go to Gary Mack and they say, hey, we want you to be the to run the, the museum in Dallas. Uh, but you have to take back that badge man stuff. And he's like, sure. <laughs> Yeah, he, he and it. that to me is so interesting. And then you just think about the everyone talks about Zabruder films. Zabruder films interesting, but it took Zabruder a few minutes. It, it took a, a, a couple hours to get the thing developed, right? Whereas with Mo, Mo, Mormon's photograph, we really see the beginning of our time, in that it's a civilian. What's his name? The guy who the guy who took the picture of Oswald in the jail, who eventually gets oh, the yeah. the picture. He 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 was out of film out there, so he didn't get the picture. Mm. Mary Mormon got the picture. So this guy is fumbling around with his camera and she's got her Polaroid. And I, I looked it up. I think it's 15 minutes it took to fully develop a Polaroid film in 1963. Within 15 minutes, a civilian is holding in her hand a picture of the president being shot. And if Gary Mack's young Gary Mack is right, it's also a picture that contains evidence of who did it. That to me is incredible. That to me is the beginning of a new era. And so I, I don't know, I come at all of this with like, kind of like a philosophical bent to it. Stuff like that is really what fascinates me rather than like who actually is behind, who actually is in the Mormon photograph is what that means for humanity.
0: There's something to me about right and wrong and winning and losing. No. Where If we don't get the truth out, the people who maintain power through murder win. Yeah. And the only power I have is the truth. And to the extent that it's not that much literal, physical or mental power, but the only impact I can make on the world on this subject is to amplify the truth that's out there that that at least resonates with me,
1: you know? Yeah, and you know what? And like I, I think I always come back to this too. That's like even if it was even if let's just say even if it was Oswald, theoretically, just him all alone. All of the research that we we that people have done to like get out into the air how our country actually works through this thing of Oswald. I mean, just trying to figure out who this guy Oswald was, you pull this string. And suddenly, this whole hidden history of the United States and our post-war world—that and that string continues to this day—it all starts to unravel. So, whether or not that guy pulled the trigger or not, like it doesn't really matter. This is this exposed what criminals we really are, and we really were. And like you said, yeah, we we built that on a throne of blood. And it's fucking disgusting. And we're seeing it continue to this day. What, what, um,
0: we know many, many, um, hundreds of thousands, probably maybe millions of people have died because of American foreign policy in the late 20th century and beyond. And, um, you know, it's not that this crime changes everything, it's not that Kennedy wouldn't have would have been perfect and like it's it's revisionist history to imagine everything would have been fixed but there is a lot of i think there's a strong argument that the same sort of darkness behind the american corporate military apparatus that decided that we need to get rid of these radicals in the 60s i think that they were the impetus that led to this devastation in vietnam that led to this like conscious uh you know black budget or, or rather conscious cia alliance with the like drug community because it's like it, well if you're doing black bag projects you need yeah. you need money on the outside and there's no easier way made way to make money than through drugs well and that's so then- the great
1: heist of the 1980s right like you think about okay the cia makes all these moves in the 60s and 70s and kind of like Gets things in order. We start out the '60s, and we got this JFK guy, who's you know this fucking Catholic that's upending things and wants to give away the farm to the the brown people across the world. Just get rid of that guy, right? Then we get Nixon. Ah, oh, Nixon. He's a cretin and uh, he's low class. And the the Bushes, the uh, the the Eastern establishment, CIA wasp. They don't want him. And then finally, they've gotten rid of all these guys and um, they've whipped up the um, they've whipped up all of the religious people on these wedge issues. Um, And they find this guy, Ronald Reagan, who's going to be their spokesman for the 80s. And the 80s is like the great heist where they take advantage of all those chess moves that they've made in the 60s and 70s. And it got exposed, like part of the money laundering scheme got exposed in Iran-Contra. And the fact that these baby boomers like our parents, I don't know what your parents view on the war in Iraq was. My parents were against it, but ultimately it's irrelevant. The boomers got paid off by the Republicans with just how fucking. The stock market the stock market yeah exactly so we got paid off uh the boomers got paid off and they sort of shut up about war policy and i thought that we had agreed in 1974 i thought you know what i thought we'd agreed in 1977 when star wars came out i thought as like a a, just left-leaning or just i don't know people who love freedom were like yeah war is bad that's right you know and smoking's bad too (laughs) but no, I guess not. And then when we went into Iraq and Afghanistan, I was just so disgusted. I was a, still a kid, but I was just like, "Oh, are you kidding me? Didn't we learn?" And, you the know, and then the conspiracy thing is
0: like Vietnam heroin, Afghanistan heroin, Iraq like oh. ancient uh, technology.
1: Oh uh, shit! Like the the oh, interesting. Well, so... that's where they found the little coin from Pazuzu from The Exorcist. So maybe he was a demon from space yeah i
0: mean i think there's a lot (laughs) of things there's a lot of things that go into these geopolitical aims and like wesley clark saying that in the pentagon they had like seven countries post 9-11 that they wanted to attack and they had this list and they're like all right we're gonna go here and we're attack here 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 Mm. and and then they went and tried to do almost all of them i mean it was
1: like i mean i'm just so exhausted by this you know and um again it um It, the, the JFK debate seems so wholesome compared to the debates that we're having right now. And uh, God, I, I just wish that we had that kind of uh, that kind of leadership. And in the documentary, just to bring it to what's going on now, they talk a little bit about um, in Oliver Stone's documentary, they talk a little bit about his relationship with Nasser and how he was potentially trying to work with uh, Nasser, the head of Egypt during the 60s to try to help solve the situation between Israel and Palestine. Because Gaza right now, which is like the newest front of our sort of proxy wars that we continue to wage, um, we're sort of, we're fighting against Iran through, (laughs) through the Israelis in Gaza. Right. And then like, You know, Iran's a Shia country, so these Shia militias or the Shia terrorists are also hitting us in Iraq, right? So it's like we're in Iraq and we're sending arms to the Israelis, but really we're we're fighting Iran, right? And so just another, another sphere in which Kennedy was trying to possibly come up with a deal. He's trying to get the advisors out in Vietnam and you know kind of let the pacific dominate its own destiny he was trying to get a deal to open up the egyptian side of gaza so that that was my point is that there's there's two ways out of gaza right now right and one of them is through israel and one of them is through egypt and they're both closed like because israel it's convinced if they let everyone out then like hamas will run rampant and the egyptians are worried if they open things up that um all of the refugees will come into Egypt and also possibly terrorists or whatever. And I see, I don't want to get too deep into like pro ceasefire, anti ceasefire. I'm just an old fashioned old hippie, no war. And I was against the war in Iraq. And if I had been alive during Vietnam, it would have been against the war then. And even though as a Jew, it's my people who are doing this, I'm against this war. And it's uh, I think it's uh, it's, it was gross. What Hamas did obviously it's disgusting. And as a Jew, it sickens me to my soul, but to see the response just be more of this bullshit of targeting, not necessarily, even if they're not targeting civilians, I don't care. Like civilians are dying. And so to see the Democrats like, you know, Bernie Sanders, at least has been like, we need to have some provisions on the money that we send them. But to see like Hillary Clinton, that's just sitting there being like, you don't fucking know Hamas. And (laughs) like, just basically like calling for the blood of children, of brown children, and just being that she's like the new Henry Kissinger. And I am just so sickened. And like, and I see the world lining up for World War Three or whatever John I'm sorry we're going Off the, the track no, and no, getting no. deep.
0: It's 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 sad it's It's scary and yeah.
1: it's like okay This is a hot take So Bob Grodin solves The crime of the century right with The back to the left at least in His mind and in the mind of many Then JFK is No longer the crime of the century The crime of the century is Um oj simpson Hmm. so what does bob groden think well my photographic skills solve the kennedy assassination so i think my photographic skills are going to solve the oj really i I, I didn't put this two two together that that guy who said that they faked the gloves was also the guy in men who killed kennedy wait he
0: said that they faked the glove what did he say
1: faked the glove picture in. there's a picture of oj simpson holding the glove right and he says they 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 faked it, and I don't think he was there in the criminal trial, but he did go in for the civil trial. Mm. And so, Bob, it's a little hearing of this. I know, and I, I really don't want to spread that information because it's like kind of embarrassing. But it's to prove this point that Grodin solves the crime of the century, then a new with his photographic skills, then a new crime of the century comes along, and in his head. Only his photographic skills can solve this. So he applies this template of I wanna help. I wanna, I think there's a conspiracy theory here, and I'm gonna look through all the photographs. And uh I don't want to impugn him, but it seems like he kind of found he's like, ah, this this is it, right? Now I'm gonna solve this one. too. in America after World War II was like Bob. We had done this victory and saved the world from evil. And then anytime something that we perceived as evil rose up. We thought only us and our war skills would be able to solve the the problem, and it has been wrong one hundred percent of the time.
0: The white and thousands,
1: hundreds of thousands, millions of people have died for 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 what? Like you said, sugar plantations.
0: Well, and I mean, like it it, it is upsetting to think that you know, these conspiracies of centralized power exist. And like, that's the problem is a lot of people are like, oh, you think everybody runs this world? Do you think so-and-so? And And it's like, well, (laughs) Somebody does, and it's not nice people. Well, I mean, it's like, it's (laughs) kind of simple. Like if, you know, Kennedy fired Dulles and then Dulles decided, oh, I am a killer. I kill people. You can't fire me. I can kill you. I mean, it's like it, it's it, if you realize that people like that are actually making foreign policy, literal killers. No. You know, and there's this video of uh, Dulles where they're like, Have you ever killed someone or committed violence? And he's like, like hitting a pipe and Five he's minutes like minutes later. No, no. no. yeah, <laughs> no. Or then and then like he's he Dulles is also quoted to like a biographer or writer as saying, like, you know. That Kennedy, he thought he was a god.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like
0: that is so. I know these are sort of emotional, circumstantial, sort of like fleshing out color on this story. This guy was fired by Kennedy. Clearly, thought he clearly resented Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, and he was the lead, the the only intelligence killer on the Warren Commission. The guy with all the power, the guy who actually in practice had the in- attended
1: more meetings than I didn't realize that Earl Warren wasn't at all of those.
0: It's what all fuck? Like, it's and then the fact that like Hale Boggs says Hoover lied to the commission, the commission. Oh, they wanted a dissenting Oswald. opinion. They 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 sent they sent Russell in to give his dissenting opinion and they had a fake stenographer pretend to type what he said. Like we people aren't grasping. Yeah. That's a that's a
1: conspiracy. And it's not
0: a theory. When they reinvestigated it in the seventies, like not only did they determine it was a conspiracy, it's the
1: Congress, but
0: the CIA liaison well the
1: HSCA, it's not like the the whole body of Congress decided. But effectively, yes. We no, effectively you're
0: right. there was a House Select Committee on Assassination that concluded that it Kennedy was more probable
1: likely conspiracy.
0: Than, more likely than not killed in a conspiracy. But the CIA liaison to that investigation, the CIA told
1: was the that, guy running like psychological ops when Oswald was uh in the Gulf.
0: Yeah, so they say we're gonna give you a liaison. But George
1: giannidis
0: Yes, yeah. to help you get CIA docs, but we're going to give you someone who wasn't operationally active in 1963. He's
1: operational in exactly what Oswald would have been doing.
0: Not only was he operational in 63, he was personally in Oswald's orbit running <laughs> the DRE in New Orleans, yeah. um, which was a, a a Cuban revolutionary group. Um, you know, this these, these Cuban revolutionary groups were all being infiltrated by the CIA yeah. and that's why you're like, wait a second. So you're telling me the CIA was paying the mafia to kill Castro, and then was telling all these anti-Castro Cubans, you know, Kennedy was worse than Castro, and then they got those two entities to turn, and what do you do? Well, you throw a bunch of red herrings in Dealey Plaza, and then you put a couple professional teams at a couple strategic places, and then maybe. You know, maybe one of those teams, maybe those teams are siloed. Maybe one of those teams is a mafia hit team. Maybe one of those teams is a is a military hit team. Maybe one Lucian of
1: those. You Sarti. who is Lucian Sarti?
0: Well, maybe we have a Corsican assassin who is Badge Man. I think it makes a lot of sense that, you know, you have conspirators. And that was kill- the
1: loose end from men who kill Kennedy that always I thought was interesting. It was Lucian Sarti?
0: Well, there are three people in the men who killed Kennedy who were referenced as potential Corsican assassins who were put, paid through the Marseille Mafia with heroin for the assassination of Kennedy, allegedly <laughs> by this in- informant <laughs> a good deal? named uh, Christian David.
1: Who Christian David, that's right. He's the one. got I love this shit.
0: Yeah, who told Stephen Ravel that uh, this, uh, this occurred um, and... You know, whether it's whether the Corsican assassin who was referenced by E. Howard Hunt in his deathbed confession, whether the big event, event, whether that Corsican assassin assassin was Lucian Sarti or whether that was the sort of uh, the double identity guy who was a a well-known hitman who was flown out of Texas Mm -hmm. um, a month after the assassination. Do you know this guy?
1: Uh, I think we talked about it before.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll come to me that he has like two. They're two different people who they're like, we can't tell who was impersonating whom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm not sure who that trigger guy was, whether that's Roscoe White
1: or whether that guy is Roscoe White. That's right. He had some diaries. Was he a cop in Dallas? Dude, Roscoe White, the docs that his kids found
0: were naval intelligence like uh uh briefing orders like move to dallas get Is in that shit for real i never really looked into the roscoe White. i think that uh, look i will say that jim mars one of the preeminent JFK researchers who wrote crossfire uh late great jim mars yeah. you know i've seen videos of him where he says look roscoe white and files are pretty uh legitimate uh possibilities
1: He's also uh, a cow- cowboy UFO advocate. I <laughs> I was watching some show where I was just like fucking cowboys and aliens, the real story. I was like, "Oh, hell, yes, two things I love, but also I hate that movie, but this sounds like the real thing. This sounds great." And then my man <laughs> Jim Mars shows up with this cowboy hat and his big big beautiful Santa Claus beard explaining how the those wild west cowboys met space aliens. God bless him. I,
0: I really, really, really like Jim Mars and uh, I'm really, you know, whenever he died, I was, I felt really sad that he couldn't sort of see this through, Um, but he's, he's done a lot of great research and he's just a good guy. I mean, he just, he is legacy. His
1: legacy is cemented in that uh, that opening credit to JFK. Like JFK is a monument. Like that, that movie is just a, a monument of art. I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's a fucking masterpiece. And his name will forever be associated with the support of that. And the JFK, the movie and now these documentaries, it's really a time when I think the people won where uh, because we convinced ourselves what we wanted to believe. And it turns out that it was probably true. The government and the media Project Mockingbird or Mockingjay or whatever, and Earl Warren and Alan Dulles told us it was this and we said. Yeah, no, that doesn't seem like it's that. And they're like, you guys are fucking crazy. You're just as crazy as people who believe in UFOs, which actually also turns out to be true as well. I mean, and (laughs) and then here and then here we are. Uh, We won. We said, no, we don't believe this. And we're going to go out and we're going to research it. And there was and people went out and they researched it and they Gave that research to Oliver Stone and Oliver Stone amplified it a million degrees with this masterpiece of a fucking movie. And because of that, documents came out and it took like 20 or 30 years, but it's all kind of coalescing. They thought, John, that they could just find you want these fucking documents, bitch, take them. They thought they could just (laughs) drown us in these documents. They thought that they that they could just. Silence us by confusing us that we would give up. They tried with the with the, the commission itself, the uh, the report itself, the 26 volumes, which was a showpiece. I mean, there's a video or a film footage of dolls being like, look at all the volumes It's like, OK, well. They know no one's going to read it except for some dork like Jim Garrison. But then Jim Garrison reads it and goes, "Uh, actually, I'm going to start a trial on this. I'm going to start an investigation rather because this makes no fucking sense. So that didn't work. OK, fine. We'll throw every single. It's, it's just the warrant commission. Twenty six volumes times a thousand. And you know what? People like Jim DiEginio and Lisa Pease and uh and uh, Douglas Horn, all those people in that mm. that movie they said okay and they looked through all of it and they wrote books like destiny betrayed and there were people like me who started to just kind of drift away from all the conspiracy Ah, maybe this was just wishful thinking maybe life is just simple you know maybe it's not all of this and then oliver stone comes back and says Thanks, guys, for looking over those documents that I framed for you as Uh. a fucking leader of (laughs) free thought. I will now take them and I will present them back to the world and be like, you should all be ashamed for treating people like John and Lee like they were fucking nuts. You should be ashamed. Every article that you wrote to try to make us feel bad. Every time a conspiracy, every time a, in a movie, there's like a conspiracy guy, like anytime, anytime that the the believing that the, believing that the government can lie is used as character shorthand to present a crazy person. We should be, we should be, <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves, right? That's the way you, you want to show someone's crazy. Just have a line of them going like, well, you know, that the CIA killed Kennedy, right? It is very. It is. It is.
0: It sounds kind of ridiculous, and if you haven't been exposed to any information, you know, that's it. That you know what you said earlier, and I appreciate everything you just said, Lee. Thank you. And, uh, you know what you're talking about. How something happens and you can see it. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you two things that fit that for me. Um, and there're there're many, right? But they killed Kennedy's driver before they killed Kennedy so that they could put in somebody to hit the brakes. Bill Greer. William Greer was the driver that day. He hit the brakes and just stopped. The second yeah, they looks, started shooting. He
1: looks back. See, there's a breeder film. He'll take, he looks take back.
0: A look. When he, when he looks back, once Kennedy gets the headshot, he goes forward. Once they get, once the mission is done, he moves forward. Now, Kennedy had a loyal driver who was very yeah. close with Kennedy and the family. Thomas B. He Shipman, a loyal
1: doctor who was going to do the autopsy too.
0: Well, so Shipman dies of a mysterious heart attack when he's in his early 50s in Camp David, five weeks before the assassination. Uh, Cut to 10 years later, open congressional testimony. CIA admits, yeah, we have a heart attack gun.
1: Now, um, the other thing. I have have that footage on my YouTube channel. The the other.
0: uh, It's a great it's I mean, you know, Frank Church, it's a great thing. But the other one is the Tosh Plumley abort team. Do you know about that? The abort team? Abort
1: Abort. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that before.
0: Yeah. But that's the other one where it's like he flew Johnny Roselli and like, you know, mobsters and hit people into Dallas that morning. And they were told to abort? Well, so he he flew a a team and he was under the impression that it was an abort team that was trying to stop the assassination. Right. And
1: I've Oh, I see. Yeah, Yeah, we did talk about that. That's right, the abort team.
0: But it's just like the idea that Tosh Plumley is out there going. I was a CIA pilot who who like flew Air America drug stuff. I flew a team in that morning.
1: So was Ferry the? Was he like was Ferry set up like Oswald? Because it sounds like okay. So let's say there's a real team, right? And they have a real serious pilot. They have a real serious shooter. And they have a real serious spotter and they're gonna be there. Then they have their fucking goofball squadron. They have this like defrocked priest, embarrassed, homosexual, you know, Boy Scout leader, <laughs> Dave Ferry, and his and they know they they know that he knows this goofball kid that they tried to use as a double dip defector, um, but he just proved to be a nothing let's plan a fucking let's put him in this this uh this office building and then we'll give a phone call to dave ferry and we'll tell him to drive out to dallas and have him on the record on phone bills (laughs) making calls from dallas right like uh maybe that was the the clown team
0: yeah i really i couldn't tell you if you know i know that they're there are times where Ferry like gave a rousing speech about like hating Kennedy in front of a bunch of anti-military people and they all approached Ferry and were like, we want to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I can't tell you how much Ferry was like on board with that or not. I do think it's pretty obvious. They killed Ferry. The second, his name went in the paper. No, no.
1: Garrison uh, probably would have had a case. I mean, with Ferry, he could have got him on something. Shaw was clean. Like, I mean, even if Shaw Shaw was not
0: clean, Shaw was not clean.
1: No, 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 no. But I mean, he was clean as in, like, his reputation was clean at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it would take a lot to take down a man like Clay Shaw, and ultimately they couldn't. But um, personally, I love Clay Shaw, even if he was a spy. <laughs> his, uh, uh, I don't love him, but I, I at some point I want to write a play about him and uh, um, Tennessee Williams, because they were friends. So oh, right. that to me is another, like, that's the that's yeah. a, that to me is another fascinating thing. Like, there's just a million little stories here. I'd love to write like a movie about, like, maybe this will be a project you and I do together. We do the Mort Saul <laughs> story. And, and oh man, uh, that's that's a good one, you know. Uh, the you know, a comedian who basically was like, I'm gonna give up my career and I'm gonna go uh, for a while and I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go help Jim, Jim Garrison. Um, so anyway. We've been, it's been almost two hours. It's your birthday, by the way. (laughs) Happy birthday, man. Thank you. And um, we talk a lot of, absolutely. You know, I really enjoy this and uh, uh, I hope we don't have to wait another year or two, some (laughs) anniversary to do this again. I think there's other subjects that we, we can cover and um, yeah. So uh, any, uh, any upcoming uh, shows or things, uh, other projects or things that you want to plug, not that anyone's listening, but might as well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh well, you know, if uh, if anybody wants to follow me at John Darden J O H N D A R D E N N E, you can find me on like Instagram or, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um I do a lot of shows in LA, comedy shows at the Pack Theater, um and uh, and around so you can find me there if you want to see my shows, but otherwise, thanks for listening to us talk about this stuff. I I I can only imagine what a <laughs> an uninitiated person might think. But yeah, there's a lot more. We're we're barely scratching the surface. That's what's hard to explain to people.
1: I, I assume. Uh, this is a this is not whenever I'm talking about Kennedy on my feed, I'm assuming this is not going to be a one on one discussion. There's plenty. If you want to go <laughs> back in the years on this, this podcast, there's plenty of basic information about the Kennedy assassination you can find at this point. If you're still listening like this is like, I don't want to have to explain to you who certain people are. You know what I mean? So.
0: Can I can I yes. plug uh, can I plug other people before we go? Absolutely. All right. Um there's a guy named Ted Yakuchi who is putting stuff out on YouTube that I think is really okay. Ted. Yacucci. Um and name. I've uh I I reached out to him cuz I just wanted to tell him thank you for what he's doing but he's making some very good JFK content. He's a rep- retired professor. Um Nice. Uh Ted Yakuchi. Um and uh but I would also like, you know, I mentioned Dark journalist Daniel List. He's got a very specific take on the JFK assassination that's related to aliens. If you're interested yeah. in that element, his uh, show, Dark Journalists, on YouTube, is really good. Black Op Radio is like the gold standard for me in Len. podcast. Leno Senek.
1: Um yeah. I mean that Leno Senek, I that he he deserves an award for just kind of like getting that all cataloged, you know, all those people like kind of on the record and stuff. There's a certain like <laughs> uh I, I love the way like you know like he does uh bumpers like there's bumpers with people talking but like leno Sanek's so proud of everyone he's had on a show that his bumper is literally every single person who's ever been on the show
0: <laughs> it's like a i'm robert groden
1: yeah exactly and uh I'm jesse ventura i'm jesse ventura dude everybody just google jesse ventura gary mack and i want you to watch that part where gary mack's like well, Shaw wasn't CIA, and Jesse Ventura is like. <laughs> looks like he's getting. He's like, I'm gonna eat you, Gary. Uh, <laughs> anyway, good times. So, yeah. um, all right, sorry, yeah, Black That's... Op Radio for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's look. There's so much. There's stuff out there, but I just like I I'll I'll say the final one. Jefferson Morley's JFK facts. Um, I think Jefferson Morley is doing really good work. Pretty dogged, very serious journalist, and um, he got the Joe Niedera story out about the hsca and he's really he, he's he's continues to cover and he's you know i i would just uh, recommend him if you're curious okay great let me say I, I want to recommend some stuff too oh, yeah please
1: oh, yeah.
0: he's grabbing uh, he's grabbing books or something he's got a, he's yeah, away I'm from the for, microphone
1: i'm looking for books uh i think uh, if folks haven't read this jfk and the unspeakable
0: oh yeah uh, stay louder close to the mic so they know JFK and the
1: Unspeakable is amazing. Yeah. I have a I have a signed copy of that. I'm um, jealous. Yeah, I found that. I mean, there's some other books that I wanted
0: to, to. Uh, Oh, he's reaching. We can't hear him, but he's reaching still. He's he's uh he's grabbing. Uh
1: this is not directly related to uh the Kennedy assassination, but this here's an author who is totally obsessed with the Kennedy assassination, and that is Jarrett Kobeck. And he Hmm. wrote a book, a novel about Muhammad Atta. It's Hmm. supposed to be amazing. I really want to listen to. Hmm. He wrote, I hate the internet. And he wrote these two books, um, motor spirit and how to find Zodiac, which are two books about the Zodiac killer. And um, these two books inspired me to write the book I'm, I'm writing right now because I was like, Oh "Oh, shit. I didn't realize you can write a true crime book. That's this like weird and funny and poetic and horny and strange. And so (laughs) like, uh, uh, and it's not about the kennedy assassination it's about zodiac but he talks a lot about the kennedy kennedy assassination sort of contextualizing not only zodiac but the manson killings and just basically like the descent into darkness that our country went in throughout the through the 1960s and into the to the 70s starting with with um kennedy being killed and he he goes into this really interesting passage where he's talking about you know it's not a mistake that kennedy's killed and then the free speech movement starts happening at Berkeley and this whole like crazy drug free speech movement in the Bay Area grows and it eventually gets to this place where yeah it's been we've lionized it as like the you know the summer of love in the 60s and you know all of this stuff but basically like San Francisco was not designed to handle that many people that had moved in and certainly the society of the city wasn't prepared to handle that amount of drug use. And there was just like so much misery (laughs) that no one was talking about uh, going on in like the hippie generation and how that all melted down into uh, um, the Manson murders and the Zodiac killer and all of this, uh, this rise of like a new type of crime that our, our country had never seen. Yes, there you go.
0: Have you read, is, have you read chaos? Is there, you're not talking about chaos.
1: No, I'm not, but yeah. Have you read this though? Have you heard of this one? No, I got to get that. Um,
0: This is another one too. I'll just say on top of yours, man, this is all about how the uh essentially <laughs> Jolly West, who was one of the doctors yeah. who treated Jack Ruby also uh-huh. treated Manson and they were like giving Manson LSD via like government programs in the hate and uh-huh. they and yeah. the, theory, the theory that he can't quite prove, but he's stipulating is like, what if like the reason why Manson was so good at mind control is the CIA taught him how to do it.
1: Interesting. Could and, be. Yeah. and then Kaczynski was part was in like, was being MK Ultra, right?
0: Yeah. With acid. It, very similar. Very similar, actually. Yeah. Very similar to.
1: So to- my crazy conspiracy theory that like, I don't necessarily believe, but I want to believe is that the zodiac killer was somebody who was not really like a drug guy like his whole like he seems kind of right wing and the guy that kobeck points out is kind of probably being the guy was very right wing um kind of gun guy not not at all the kind of like hippie drugged out 60s person you would think of and he kind of hunted down young people right so like I have this theory that maybe he was somebody who was experimented on because he was definitely a Naval, somebody in Naval intelligence or someone in like Naval cryptography or something because the boots he had could only be bought at a Naval base. And it's pretty clear that like he was a Navy guy. Um So. I think he might've been like an MK ultra guy that had kind of like gone nuts and like <laughs> things might have triggered him. And, you know, I don't really believe that, but like, uh, I want, I don't know. I want yeah. to.
0: There's a, there's like one of the born movies. They literally have one of the born assassins. Like they give him a pill and then yeah. he like turns into like a, a shooter, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Who knows? That's the thing is you can't. And that's how people kind of trap you is they go, Hey, you said this. And it's like, well, look i it's don't a theory. know it well it's like i'm saying it's possible uh given all that we know about how we can't trust the government given that we can clearly discern that they lied so clearly about mm. the jfk assassination yes rfk assassination the mlk assassination the assassination of malcolm x the invasion of vietnam the invasion of iraq uh, the the you know it just keeps going
1: yes oh and you had what you just said uh reminded me of the one thing i wanted to say before we oh no out. God, what, were, what were you just saying you said um, the
0: invasion of a. Ara- oh, we lied we lied about jfk bobby mlk mm-hmm. mx uh vietnam iraq we put our trust in the government that's right yeah and because oh. they betrayed it please yeah
1: and so that betrayal of trust i think is at the core of where we are right now, like, because it was proven to us that the government could lie to us and, uh, continued to do that. Our only way of making sense of the world is to have this like kind of conspiratorial, uh, mindset. Because our imagination runs wild. Let's say the Kennedy assassination is the only, and, and Watergate are the only conspiracies that we've ever, in Iran-Contra, no, <laughs> no, I'm trying to list them up. Let's say that these were the only ones, that the ones we know about are the only ones. Let's give them that fucking credit. The fact that they tried so hard to cover this up, we sort of have to think like, well, what else are they covering up? And what did they expect of us? If they had, And my point is this, and like you said, alternative history is a fool's errand, but- Uh, if they had just said shit we knew who this guy was and uh, we fucked up and they (laughs) covered it up while saying that or if they didn't cover up if they just said you know what this is what happened Uh, maybe we would have been able to like trust again um and and i just whomever if this really did happen uh, whoever was involved in it i just want to ask if if any of you are still alive like was it worth it not even the assassination because clearly that was worth it because people really benefited from that you talk to fucking bell helicopters right um but was the cover-up worth it Because this is what we have now is people who have no choice, but to not believe what they're fed every day.
0: If you want to understand what happened to the people involved in the Kennedy assassination, watch the first five minutes of the dark night. Hmm. In the dark night, the Joker is told me to
1: do the same thing.
0: He he has a bank robbery with a bunch of goons, and he he gets all the goons to kill each other once right. they complete each of their tasks. I mean, like the amount of JFK conspirators who were murdered viciously in the mid seventies, right as the House Select Committee on Assassinations. Yeah. is. I mean, like Eladio Del Valle getting like
1: like macheted.
0: It's like completely destroyed. Like uh, these are uh, killings
1: to send a message to The
0: Morin Shield like
1: one shield like shoots himself suicided right but yet
0: yeah like all these things that are Dorothy Nicoletti-
1: Kilgallen haunts my soul
0: Dorothy Kilgallen's murdered Johnny Roselli's cut up into pieces and put Shit, in a that
1: bar. was that was the other one I wanted to recommend was uh his name's like Mark Snow or whatever yeah, like Shaw, the, Shaw Mark Shaw the woman who knew yeah Mark Shaw I read this book and it is incredible uh, Kilgallen was definitely murdered and it the was the reporter was, who knew too much the mysterious who, death Of what's my lines tv star media icon dorothy and then he he wrote several other ones and if you don't want to read a book or pay for it or whatever there's like uh he has like a speech that's on youtube where he basically explains the whole thing she was a serious reporter uh who to make money basically like did this show who's what's my line and von meter was on it i talk about this in my book about von meter being on on the show and how weird that is but anyway um she was actually was a very serious journalist, and this book goes into like her kind of muckraking bona fides, and uh, what a serious person she was, and how the story goes like, oh, this crazy bitch from TV was like this comedian from TV was going to say there was JFK, and then she poisoned herself. It's like to me the most fascinating of these like mysterious deaths because like they found her like sitting reading a book she had already read without her glasses on like it just didn't just didn't make any sense and the files were gone and then the girl who had the backup of the files then she was dead or something like that and then you were telling me that like the night of the of her quote suicide unquote like some of those spooks you were talking about earlier were there trying to get the book get the diary or whatever
0: oh that oh that's a it's different that's different but it's similar that is right after the head of mockingbirds so the cia control of the media yeah. okay imagine this imagine this how the assassination works you go i gotta get the guy in the cia and control of the media to be on our team that's right so i need to use some leverage what do you do hey cord Meyer jr you know your ex-wife is fucking jok right now right. you know mary pincho is doing acid with Kennedy in the White House right now and having sex in the oval office or I'm, awesome. i don't know about the oval office but uh, <laughs> s- essentially i wanted to sh- i wanted to do acid and have sex with jfk
1: it sounds awesome
0: well uh, she's credited and uh she's credited with actually bringing him much closer to peace than even he was when he started
1: his administration oh respect she talked him talked like, him into it
0: through through these trips and they had this what happened am- to her
1: they get so, her ass too.
0: A year after the assassination, she was shot in the back of the head in a oh, public huh. park in Washington D.C. because she knew too much. Because she knew her ex-husband and all the people socially that she knew through her ex-husband. That whole social CIA network in in uh, D.C. She knew that they were involved in the
1: hit. Did they like shunned, dude. Um, dude, the other wives must have shunned her so hard.
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't that long. They shot there's her. An, the- there's
1: another movie. There is like CIA wives, <laughs> like all the wives of the guys who did the Kennedy assassination. I I bet you she was doing her own investigation. There okay. was a lot. Th- oh. That's the thing that really surprised me about this, the JFK revisited four parter was that so many guys are like talking to various people involved in the case, and they're like, they never wanted to go on the record, but they my friend or my uncle remember was like, they turned to me and they said, yeah, they made me change my story. You know, whether it was the, the doctors or the photographers, all these people who, you know, some it's, it's sometimes hard to believe because it's somebody saying, well, he told me this, but it's also like, what's in it for that person, especially when it's another doctor, like, or another photographer who actually does care about the reputation of their friend. Like if it was just someone like if I said, oh, the doctor from the JFK's destination, he actually said this, but he just changed his mind like that means nothing. If it's yeah. another doctor who cares deeply for the reputation of that person and saying he told me this in confidence, it's a little more believable. And you also believe that that guy probably did a lot of soul searching and said, you know what, I think for his legacy, he would want me to do this.
0: Yeah, this is this is in the Oliver Stone doc. A lot of like, hey, you know, the this doctor was pressured by this Secret Service agent to say that it wasn't an entry wound in the front right temple.
1: Him and then the the photographer guy. They both both of those. I remember there's other examples, but those are the two that I remember that turned to a friend or family member and said, hey, it was a conspiracy. They told me to change my mind.
0: Right. But they had to publicly to protect themselves, especially when all these people are ending up dead and and
1: protect their families, too. Of course,
0: after Mary Meyer gets a bolt in the back of her head. James Angleton CIA counterintelligence is in her house trying to find her diary. And who else is there? Ben Bradley of the Washington Post trying to find her diary. They, you know, they knew.
1: Me and my friend, Ben, we talked about a couple weeks ago. uh, We talked about uh, Ben Bradley for like two or three hours because he he was just asking me, he's like, so like what you know, do you think the CIA owns like the media? And I was like, wow. And I just I used Ben, Ben Bradley as an example of somebody who in my opinion was an asset and because of that was his reporters were fed um Nixon through the FBI
0: yeah I mean I think there's a there's a whole I'm I'm so happy you brought that up because I was just trying to find a way to tell you something (laughs) about that um There's a innate connection between Watergate and the Kennedy assassination. Yep. And um, I know we are re- we're already over time, so let me just give you the bullet points. Mm-hmm. They paid the Kennedy some Kennedy assassination guys out of an account in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then they paid the Watergate guys out of the same account. And so whenever they said follow the money, they were trying to get them to follow the money to the Mexican account to realize that it was all, also made transactions for JFK Hitman, But they stopped following the money when they realized that it got to Nixon. So the Watergate guys were a part of the same secret team
1: That's right. that, took out,
0: that took out Kennedy not least of which is E. Howard Hunt, who I started by talking about his death by confession.
1: When I said that's right, uh, what I was saying was they were part of the secret team that had done a lot of CIA wet work.
0: Yes, not that, yeah. And not that that you condone it, Um, (laughs) but you go look at these guys, like Jim McCord was supposedly uh, uh, Helms's zap man. And McCord was known as an electronics specialist But also he was a zap man, which was because according to Caleb McNabb of the CIA, he had a little poison pen and he would go walk up to people and just like spray it in their face and kill them.
1: Damn. You know what I'm I'm going to rewatch? I've been rewatching all of the like 70s new Hollywood shit, but I'm going to roll. I'm going to rewatch the conversation. You ever seen the conversation? Oh yeah. So good. (sighs) Yeah. you talk about the gadget stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to, I got to rewatch that.
0: There's there's a couple I haven't seen like Z and another one that's uh, a an international one that's uh, either Italian or French about the assassination. Mm. But like the Parallax View, Executive Action, yes. JFK. I've been wanting to
1: watch Executive Action. It used to all be on YouTube. Now it's nine ninety nine on Apple TV. <laughs> I've been waiting for it to come on. I always only buy movies when they're four ninety nine, but it hasn't come down. But I've been dying to watch that one again.
0: There's somebody who damn. Winter
1: Kills, baby. Winter Kills. You ever seen Winter Kills? No oh john <laughs> okay so oh. i know we're, I know. robert condon who wrote manchurian candidate right okay who produced by uh the movie produced by frank sinatra who's in it it's all about like presidential assassination he felt uh frank sinatra was also in another movie where he played a presidential assassin right. Manchur- he manchurian felt, yeah he felt really terrible and so the movie wasn't seen for many years and a lot of people were like oh robert condon you predicted the kennedy assassination he didn't really think that so he wrote this other novel winter kills oh you should read this book it's amazing and it's a kind of a parody of the kennedy assassination in a in a way and um it it everything's just off a little bit like he's killed in philadelphia in liberty square like everything's just a little bit different um but it's the same story and i won't tell you what what happens but then they made a movie out of it with uh what's his name the dude oh jeff bridges jeff bridges and uh the dad from chinatown what the fuck's that guy's name Oh yeah, John Huston. John Huston and an amazing cast. Anthony Perkins, Elizabeth Taylor, like just the craziest fucking cast. And this movie was produced by like Drug Runners. It's a the movie itself was like a drug laundering scheme, but it's also one of the great like comedies about the That's It's weird. really hard to describe. The movie is a, is a messy disaster, but you've got to watch Winter Kills.
0: I got to look into this like did you ever see the package Gene no. Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones No that's like an international assassination frame up job one too um watch that. Uh, but yeah there it's amazing how much it has it's seeped so much into our culture and yeah. people go hey this false narrative uh of this conspiracy is just being reinforced by the culture Yeah but then they go, the evidence is overwhelming. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, Oswald's Cheeks showed no hairpin gunpowder. Right. He did not Mark fire a rifle. For, Mark Lane's been saying that for almost 60 years. He didn't fire a rifle. Okay. The, palm, the,
1: the FBI said there were no usable prints on the rifle. But the guy in Dallas says he finds the magical everyone talks about the magic bullet I don't want to talk about the magic print right I don't actually but let's call well, it they that.
0: Br- they they the guy who worked at the funeral home goes they brought in the gun to the funeral home
1: yeah why would that guy make that up
0: why would they bring the gun to the funeral home if they were just gonna fingerprint him <laughs> they obviously palmed the gun with his cold dead hand I mean like yeah. it's bad shit. It's bad stuff, man. Did
1: yeah, anybody can get a raffle in Texas? Love that line. We could also just stay up till midnight quoting uh JFK and all these great fucking interesting movies. But some but yeah. of us have
0: a family. I
1: know. <laughs> well, I don't want to take up too much of your time either. It's your birthday, man. I hey, you, I know. I happy to suspicion. spend it with you. Great. Honestly, I'm not gonna speak for you, but if some if it was my birthday and somebody would was like, you want to talk for two or three hours about the Kennedy assassination? We're like, thank you. Happy birthday to me. Like, honestly, like I am the man who has everything in a lot of ways. Like, I, I really, <laughs> I have a pretty blessed life, but you know what I don't get enough of? Willing, consensual conversations about the Kennedy assassination. Someone
0: who's interested in talking to you about it. And <laughs> yes. it, trust me, I'm. We, we were trying to schedule this and I was happy that it landed on my birthday for that reason, because oh, I am- good. I am happy to to talk about this and do this. I did a sketch show last night. I'm outside the show trying to convince people about the assassination. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm it's going, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, buddy. I love it. Well, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Uh and uh yeah, you know, I've I've probably talked about this on the internet more than anything I've ever talked about on the internet, but I just I could talk for hours and hours. So, I really appreciate your insight and like honestly I feel like w- w- we f- we first potted on this like 2020 or something it was during the pandemic and I feel like the 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 three apps that we've done over the past 3 or 4 years it's been like a really cool journey for us and I and I'm and uh, I'm glad that we've gone on this together and um yeah I'm just glad that you reached out to me about the Kennedy assassination on Facebook because ultimately the Facebook has been mostly a disaster in my life, except for the Kennedy community. And it was really awesome in the early days of Facebook to be able to like connect to people who had read books that I who had wrote books that I had read and stuff. And and the fact that people were so willing to use Facebook to talk. It's not like that anymore, but it once was. And uh so um, I'm now I'm just fucking. I, I used to be DMing.
0: Patton Oswald and Hannibal Burris trying to book them on my stand-up show. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. And they were responding. Amazing. I I mean, like it used to <laughs> I like that.
1: you're messaging Hannibal Burris and I'm messaging Robert Groden.
0: <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> I I reached out to the guy Teddy Cucci, who I said on YouTube is great because I I I was like, hey, I want to find this guy and be like, thank you, because I wish I had the time and the means to be making these these in-depth YouTube videos to try to help show people what's up.
1: Well, I'm glad that you are also a person who, to you, celebrities are, your celebrities are people on the internet that talk about <laughs> cool shit that you're interested in. Like, <laughs> I at my job, they're always just like, you know, the social girls are like, sweet baby, raised, jam sticks gonna be in here today. I'm like, I don't know the fuck that is. And they're like, <laughs> they're like the coolest person that, you know, that's... <laughs> there'll just be some WNBA star, some rapper and I'll have no idea who these fucking people are, but, um, people who, uh, people who write stuff about, uh, the Kennedy assassination and Zodiac and, and UFOs and all of this cool shit. Those people to me are the real fucking heroes folks.
0: Well, you know, somebody there, there is an objective truth somewhere and there is, an, there is a reason why so many people are resonating with this objective truth. There's a reason why so many people are like, hey, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> hey, this evidence doesn't feel right. There's something wrong here. I think there's a reason that we all feel that way. And I think if you actually dig into it, it, it actually gets kind of clear. Like, yeah, there's That's something right. to this.
1: That's right. There is something there. So uh, whether it was a uh, whether it was a vast conspiracy or a tight conspiracy, uh, whether it had, there was many teams on the ground or just one, I, I think that uh, the American people are nose for bullshit was proven to be correct. Like, it's undeniable what the government said to us was bullshit. And believing or not believing in conspiracy theory is just deciding what degree of lies they were telling us. Even if you believe that Oswald did it alone, there is still so much evidence of cover-up and lies that uh, we know they bullshitted us. And the American people smelled it. They're like, no, fuck you, we don't believe this. So in a way, they might have taken kennedy but i don't think they took the truth i think people still want it and they still fight for it and now we're really confused and we're coming up with uh the fact that this is proven to basically be true uh has i think um it's not, i'm not gonna say that it's has scared people but we live in a world now that's like more crazy and less naive and uh, that, to me, is you know I always talk about the orphans of Camelot. You know, not only the JFK's kids or whatever, the our baby boomer parents, or the people whose lives have been fucked up by by this, um, but really all of us who live in this war torn world where we don't know what's a conspiracy theory and what's actually true and we don't know who's lying to us and who isn't and if you don't believe in one side or the other you're seen as morally wrong like i don't think this is the society that uh we deserve and i think a lot of even if it doesn't all lead back to the kennedy assassination if you study something like kennedy assassination you realize how dark and unfair our country is and even though it's chill to people like me and, and i think like you too uh we've fucked a lot of people and we continue to and what happened to jfk uh if you pull that string you really see the true face of uh american foreign policy military policy and business policy and it's ugly and it's only worse these days, folks. It's only worse. So as John suggests, if something smells off, dig a little bit beneath the surface. Even if it's a conspiracy theory that feels off, maybe you're like a Q person and you're like, I don't know. This at first this seemed interesting, but now it smells like bullshit. Uh, just feel free to explore, like all uh perspectives and opinions without judgment like even if you find a eventually find a perspective that you find to be like evil or dangerous whatever at least you've you've explored it rather than uh um, make a decision um based on an initial impression or a belief rather than an idea and i would feel bad
0: if i didn't also say you know credit to jim garrison for um being a public official who actually tried to? And he went down for it. He tried to push against the system. Not only did they lie and get Clay Shaw off when he was clearly Clay Bertrand, but then they tried to like put trumped up charges against uh, against Jim Garrison and tried to like run him out of town. Same thing I mean, they
1: did to uh, Abe Bolden.
0: Yeah, and Bolden. Have, was, these
1: people have a template. These people have a template. You know. They run that template all the time. They're running it on Joe Kennedy Jr. now, or uh, what's his name, Bobby Kennedy Jr. I, I mean, like when it comes to Bobby Kennedy Jr., like I, I'm I'm pro vax and all of that kind of stuff. But it does worry me that I, what, for what, one thing, I'm glad that this Kennedy movie that JFK revisited has a member of the family on the record saying this was my uncle's worldview. It was shattered by this killing and this uh killing leads right back to our own government i think it's very important as crazy as people think that man is that someone in the family is on the record saying that and um like the the thing is like yeah he said anti-vax stuff and that's dangerous and uh, i don't think i want to vote for someone who says dangerous things but also like I don't know our mainstream politicians. They say dangerous things too, like we're ready to go to war no matter what if this red line is crossed. That's also pretty dangerous. And I would like, even if there is, and t- to me that is a, uh, a disqualifying thing, like a public health policy statement like that. That's dangerous. But I'd rather the conversation be, I agree with <laughs> with Bob, Bob Kennedy Jr. about uh, the environment about our war policy and about mental health and all of these things. Unfortunately, I can't vote for him because of his public health policy. Rather than, I can't support that one policy, so I will listen to nothing else, this man says. Even though he might have some, even though he might still be carrying a little bit of that Kennedy faith. So this year, as you go into debating your family and about the primary or the general whatever side you're on just like i don't know if you can't find it in a candidate find it a little bit in yourself that like kennedy spirit that like we don't have to live in like a war-filled fucking nightmare and uh his vision was injured that day in dallas but i i i can't believe that it's been fully murdered
0: The chairman of the Joint Chiefs twice presented to Kennedy preemptive nuclear strikes on the Soviet Union, guaranteeing tens of millions of deaths in the United States and the Soviet Union. And, you know, he turned those uh, proposals down. They proposed Northwoods to fake false flag attacks in the United States to uh, create the impetus for a Cuban invasion. and blowing
1: up a plane drone and then,
0: yeah and then thermonuclear war the man stood up for humanity yeah and he was taken out
1: yeah.
0: and it is our it is our job as americans if we want to preserve america to make sure that our history reflects reality or we are as, as cliched as it is, doomed
1: to repeat it. Right. Well thanks, John, for joining us. And uh, <laughs> so serious at the end. No. I hope we I hope we do this again and uh each time we talk there'll be a little bit more information and yeah, I think let's uh let's uh let's write a screenplay for the uh what's his name? The Mort Saul story. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I've seen a lot of those clips on YouTube and it's really fascinating. Yeah, it's cool stuff. All right, my friend. Well, happy fucking birthday. (laughs) Thank you again for that. All right. Well, I'm going to stop recording. So thanks to everybody out there who's listening, whoever you are. We love (laughs) you.